This week on Mobile First, a conversation with Kyle DeFord, Global Digital VP of Dr. Martins. But what I like to think about is there's a certain set of rules, if you will, or philosophies that is an overarching philosophy that can be driven by the business, manifested online, that can really help guide the local teams in those regions to achieve their, their goals. Welcome to Mobile First. You'll find bonus tools, expanded information, and key takeaways on our website, EmergeMobileFirst.com. For a quick and effective way to level up your mobile strategy, again, that's EmergeMobileFirst.com. In this episode, we explore Kyle's three major pillars to a successful digital foundation. And these two pillars, most all businesses know about, but I'd say Kyle has a very intentional approach to how he sets them up. We're going to also hear about how Doc Martin segments their audience engagement, and Kyle's going to walk us through a couple examples uh, that, that he's experienced while taking a closer look at some of the tools and partners that they use to execute and track these initiatives. Kyle Duford is a former magazine editor with the focus on the outdoor and sports industry. Kyle has successfully merged design, sales, and best practice into his e-commerce career. His knowledge of the space and how it relates to e-commerce is unparalleled, growing many brands e-commerce businesses year over year for the likes of Keen, Chrome Industries, Now, and Spec Products. Initially running U.S. e-commerce for Dr. Martins, Kyle is now the global digital VP, focusing on growing Doc Martins' emerging markets through innovation and tried and true digital best practice. So Kyle is a father, a husband, a runner, and a cyclist, and he loves great coffee and IPA. Uh, but not together because that would be gross. So I have a, a really great conversation with Kyle here, and he actually walks down to our office. And so we have an in-person interview here. And so if you notice that my voice is a little bit faint, it's because um, we're, we're doing an in-person one there. And uh, I'm going to jump right into the meat of our conversation. So they're getting right to the how-to and what Kyle focuses on, right into how they go about executing it. So Kyle, what's currently your main focus for making an impact for Doc Martin? Yeah, well, I mean, it's changed a little bit in the last 18, 19 months. Um, I started off as the vice president of U.S. digital, mm-hmm. which basically means e-commerce, but also encompasses uh, digital marketing and then digital offsite, meaning uh, what does our digital presence look like in a festival that we attend to or in a maybe a pop-up situation or even digital in our own retail? And, and those are a little bit more tertiary, but, but obviously the focus on e-commerce. And uh, through a series of events and some successes we had and th- from the team members that we brought in and, and really just, I think, the growth we've shown, a series of events led to, to me being asked to, to lead the global digital team. And it's actually not leading global e-commerce, which is interesting. Um, we believe firmly in a regionalized focus. So we've got three regions, Asia, Europe, which includes UK and mainland. And then U.S. and the Americas. And the U.S. also serves other nations that we don't serve from the other two. So we ship to Australia and so forth. I firmly believe that those regional uh, areas and the regional presidents who preside over those areas kind of own their own business. But what I like to think about is there's a certain set of rules, if you will, or philosophies that is an overarching philosophy that can be driven by the business, manifested online, that can really help guide the local teams in those regions to achieve their, their goals. And that could be branding or engagement, awareness, conversion, customer service, you name it. But, and that could be consistency with color, words, merchandising, you know, brand assets, you know, anything like that. So I've gone from this role and I still oversee U.S. e-commerce, although um, 
Allison, who's with us today, is kind of quickly running the show and much better than I ever could, by the way. You should know that. I'm moving into more of a what's next kind of role. So how can we innovate online? What are emerging markets that we should go into? How can we take the brand to the next level? How can Dr. Martins really be the brand that we know it is mm-hmm. in the digital space? And, uh, and that's really what I do now. And it's quite exciting because, again, we're going back to that. Everything's kind of tying together. Storytelling, sell, selling products, the whole deal. Right. And so kind of now with this new focus and uh, being someone who's been routine with looking at this data and dissecting the data, do you now, have you changed your routine or do you have a new routine that you do day in and day out that, that help drive this new focus and path? I think I'm, I've become quickly known for forgetting things that I say earlier. And so I try to make decisions based on the knowledge I have at the moment. And then I quickly forget what I decide. And um, I'm a little bit too risk taking that way. And we have a plan. We always have a plan, but the plan can kind of go a little bit different based on what we know. And that could be market expectations. It could be uh, weather. It could be um, how much load the website can take. You know, we, we make decisions on a daily basis. So it's almost like our decisions every day are, are kind of worth 24 hours worth of, you know, the next day they're going to change. And I'm okay with that because I think it make, keeps us nimble and it keeps us in a position where we can always adapt. So it's interesting because um, how we navigate things online is, uh, well, that's what makes it fun. So I wouldn't say that I have a tried and true methodology or now that I know numbers, we kind of keep in this format. Mm -hmm. I think to me, every time we made a mistake in a magazine, every time we had an article that wasn't great, every time we hired a writer that we needed to edit four times, what we always said was, no, but we just do it again next month. And on the website, you can just do it again the next day. And so we're constantly learning. We're constantly understanding our consumer. But what's interesting is that our consumer changes. Time of year, marketing choices we make. Uh, We open up a new store in a different location. We get a new consumer base we never thought of. And if you're not changing how you attract them and engage with them uh, and just kind of hold fast to what you thought was right, then you lost. Mm -hmm. So um, I find that quite interesting. And I think our team... Well, it probably drives them crazy sometimes, and I'm not going to look over there for this reason, but I think it's one of the things that makes us a great team Mm -hmm. is that we're able to say, no, not going to do it, change it this way. But they're also good enough to know that sometimes we're going to hold fast and we think the plan is right. It's the right plan. Right. I like to think we're, I think we're 98% right when we make the decision. And it's only because we have a team of really, really smart people. And that includes our partners and it includes you know, the team here and across the Atlantic and, and, uh, and everyone we work with. I mean, it's definitely, it takes a village. It's our success online is, is always because of other people first. It's so our retail partners. I mean, our own retail partners, it's our wholesale partners. It's the people in the building. It's, it's really the front desk receptionist all the way up to the president. Uh, we'd be foolish to think that it would be anything else. So let's talk about the technology a little bit. And, um, you know, being that you're forward looking and looking to innovate and, uh, there's a lot of changes that are taking place quickly. Yeah. You know, what are some of the technologies that you're looking at um, or that you're considering or that you're exploring, I guess, for either implementing or that you're responding to? There's three things that I think are important and none of them involve technology. We'll get there. I think any successful business needs to have three things. You need to have uh, a great experience with a consumer. It's number one. 
And whatever that touch point is, I mean, it really needs to be like, you really need to know your consumer and deliver them the experience that if they were the only consumer you had, or they're the millionth consumer you had, that level of integrity needs to be the same. A lot of people miss, miss that. They think technology will circumvent it or help it somehow, but that's just not the case. Two is um, you just need to have your SEO dialed. There's just no excuse anymore. So while that kind of dovetails into technology and so forth, no excuse not to have that dialed. And then the last one is um, your email system. I mean, the most qualified users you're going to have are the people who engage with your brand to the point where they want to know the news, events, and products that you're coming out with. And that's, those are the three. If you do those three things right, you set the solid foundation for growth. And you could just start there and stay there and just grow those areas. You can always grow your experience. You can grow your SEO. You can grow your email list. But everything else, from my point of view, starts from there. And it's kind of like having a good subscriber. You know you have them for a year. Uh, and I'm talking in a magazine sense. You know they have them for a year. You've got a year to prove to them how good your magazine is. We have that time period before we annoy somebody enough that they drop off our list. And hopefully we don't do that. Or, you know, this small window of engagement where they open and open and open and then just drop off to prove what the brand means to them, what the brand means and stands for in general, and what great product offering we have and how they can engage with it. So those, those to me are, are, are super paramount. Right. At that point, then we start looking at technology. And while technology is the backbone for what we do, obviously, using technology as an advantage, I think, is, is uh, short-sighted. Because so many people think that's the quick win. That's the, you know, that's the EPO, if you will, of like trying to get, get ahead and, and, and beat your competition. And that's just not the truth. I'd much rather answer every order manually and handpeck it myself and provide a great customer experience to have all this whiz-bang technology that kind of just kind of puts the customer in the corner. Right. So some of the things we're looking at, that being said, there's two great companies in Portland that I'm really excited about working with and, and continuing working with. One is called uh, Linux. And uh, there, I, I think it's getlytics.com. And it sounds like an analytical tool. It's not. I keep telling James, the founder, he should change the name. He doesn't listen to me, <laughs> like most people. But, but basically, it's a data aggregator. Mm-hmm. And, and you can send data streams from anywhere, uh, any tool you're using primarily. If they don't have it, they'll build the API for it. You can send your email um, data in. You can have your, your SEO data sent in. You can have all of your keywords. And you can sc- scrape the data layer from your own website. You can have visits, anything. And you put this into this kind of, I'll, I'll make, simplify this, and they could probably do a better job of explaining it. But then you kind of put this in a bucket, you map all like variables to each other, and you can spit it out and slice and dice content any way you want. So some ways we, we're in the infancy of using this, and we're, we're using it with our, our new agency, uh, Pepper Jam, which is our new digital marketing agency, performance marketing agency. And, uh, and how long ago did you make these relationships? I've known the guys over at Linux for about two or three years now. Okay, okay. Um, only started working with them about six months ago. Gotcha. So it's kind of pretty new. It's new for us. Yeah. I mean, because again, I, I want to dip my toe in the water. I, I get a little hesitant. I'm interesting, right? Because I, I hate trying on shoes. No pun intended. <laughs> I know what I like. I don't want to go try them on. I don't want to try things. I'll do that at home. I just want to get in. I know what I like and that's it. Right. When it comes to marrying myself to an agency, it's a long courtship. You got to know, you got to make sure that you're, you're fully in bed with them. You got to know what they look like in the morning and be happy with it. Know that, you know, they're going to, they're going to call you when you need them, not when they need you, you know, like they need to anticipate your move. They need to act like an extension of your team. 
And, uh, and there's, there's been agencies and companies and vendors that I've worked with for years that get that. I would say Adroll is one of them out of San Francisco. I was, I think that's when there was like three guys down there and Adam first started that company. Um, you know, great digital remarketing company. We gave them a chance. They gave us a chance and we've been partners ever since. And so, but it took a long time to get there. We don't make that decision lightly when we go to these partners. Um, so anyway, I would say, uh, Lydix, we then take this pool of data. And we map it to other known variables and we split it out in unique ways to create custom audiences and put those audiences back into those vendors. Can you give us an example? Of yeah, perfect. You uh, you've opened every email the last six months. You visited three pages on each visit. You've never purchased. That data exists not through our email service provider, but through the email service provider in tandem with Lytx. We can kind of segment on that list. And then we can spit that list back out to, say, Facebook and say, here's a custom audience of opened every email in the last six months, visited three plus pages, never purchased. And maybe they're just finding that the email isn't as engaging or maybe that they're not finding the right product. So I can take that list and I can send it to Optimizely and I can do A-B tests using that custom audience group that I did. I can send that same one to Instagram, to AdRoll, to Facebook. I can even take that list and repopulate it to that same email service provider, we use sell-through right now, and create a new dynamic list that's always changing every 24 hours based on that criteria and give them a separate anything, welcome series, abandoned cart, email based on what they last saw. That slicing and dicing of content or dynamic personalization is really the future of the game because we're in a sea of emails every day by, by brands and by software service companies and everyone and their brother has a company now and everyone wants to take your you take your time to read your emails if you can get hyper targeted it's amazing one of the things that i uh, pepper jam is working on on for us right now which is really cool is if you've seen our number one uh product our iconic product the, the 1460 boot <laughs> the one we're known for uh rolled first roll off the line april 1st 1960 it's been the same ever since awesome product well if you buy that product it's notoriously and, and maybe uh, mythologically stiff. We like that because it's, it's a bomb-proof product, which is going to last a lifetime and uh, not guaranteed for life. You can buy our core life product for that. Right. And I encourage you to, to check that out online. But it's, it's, a, it's a product that's going to be so well used and, and wear to your, your foot. It's amazing, right? Amazing product. If you buy something called Wonder Balsam, which is our proprietary kind of it's kind of a uh, kind of a salve, which helps soften the leather, protect it from some of the elements, make it a little bit more water resistant, um, and also just give it a nice shine to it. Then it'll break in a little bit better. It'll wear in a little bit better. The crease in your foot might not hurt as much. That's an amazing product. I mean, our Wonder Balsam is actually, it's like our second bestseller. If you actually look at everything equal, it's just units. And uh, people don't know about it. So if you bought the 1460 boot and didn't know about the Wonder Balsam, we can now say, everyone who bought this 1460 boot, send them a, a welcome series email, and this is what we're working on now, um, that introduces Wonder Balsam or introduces how to break in your product or how to use it, what your boot should look like after two weeks of wear, a month of wear, and you get them into the cycle of a conversation. You're not trying to sell them product, maybe apart from how to protect it more, but you're just getting them into the fold. You know, people buy a product all the time and they don't know the history of it's going to take, you know, a couple weeks to wear in. But once it does, it's going to be the boot for life that you want. And that's, right. that's kind of a, 
a story that we can't tell unless we split the data up the way we can. Right. So there's some interesting use cases. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So you have these three pillars, right? You have the email, the SEO, and the experience. And the experience kind of falls into your email strategy with dynamic segmenting the individuals, which Mm -hmm. is providing them a very tailored experience through email. Right. And so, but when it comes to, I guess, just kind of like the foundational email SEO, that's kind of table stakes for a lot of companies. I mean, it should be. Yeah. Right. And now with the experience and we're, we're talking about uh, the dynamic experience, are there things that you're doing with mobile users and with people that visit the .com to provide that tailored experience? Because now you know, with the phone, it's more on the go. You don't really have the time anymore. So like, what are the things you're doing to segment like that experience? Well, first is just understanding that user, where they're coming from, how often they're using. We know the last couple of years, mobile usage is, is on the rise, tablets going down, desktops either stagnant or going down. For us, we hit our pinnacle audience from smartphone during Black Friday. It's a very high percentage. I've never seen anything like it. And yet we only know that it's going to continue. So while our, our mobile experience isn't much different than our, it's adaptive, it's responsive, it, it, it's not much different than our desktop, we're at the early stages of figuring out how that user, especially during key times of the year, will act different than the person on the desktop. We're still seeing a lot of people visit from mobile uh, and then shop, and then purchase from desktop. We are seeing conversion rates rise as the industry is as well. As, as the UI gets better and stronger uh, and the screens get larger or brighter or uh, better resolution, uh, we are seeing behavior change. And, and so we're, we're trying to figure out how to deliver that unique experience to that person no matter what touch point they're they're engaged with us on. Hmm. And um, I want to make sure that if you're standing in front of a Dr. Martin store, if you're standing in front of our product at a journey store in the mall, if you're on the website at home, or if you're on your mobile device, you're still getting the same experience. Now that might manifest slightly differently. Image size might even be a different product, but you're still, you feel Dr. Martin. You just get it. We're a little bit away from that right now. Uh, we're moving in that direction, but it starts with understanding that consumer first. So I wouldn't say that the mobile experience is different or tailored different apart from they're on a mobile device at the moment. But we will start segmenting them in a way which uh, I'm really excited about shortly. I think give us about six to 12 months and I think we're going to have a, an experience which speaks loads to the consumer on mobile. Awesome. Well, we'll keep in touch then. And as you start to roll these things out, we can... we're literally across the street. Literally so, across the yeah, street. Yeah, I hope we do. Well, and all of our all of our listeners that aren't across the street, we'll keep right. them updated as well. Yeah, but there might be yeah. a Martin <laughs> store nearby. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We talk about this one, and there's another company called Cloud Engage. Okay. They're also in Portland. And basically, it's a, it, it, understanding where people are coming from using hyper-targeted geolocation and being able to draw geofencing around areas and then serve them either different experience, messaging, content, image, based on where they are. And it, it even ties into the National Weather Database, mm. which is really cool. So yeah. if it's about to snow in the forecast... Not at that moment, although you could say it is. But if it's going to snow in the forecast in the next week, then people in this area should get this image on their homepage. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and what, what we've done, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of this, is hooked up Cloud Engage with Lytix and said, you guys need to work together. Because if I can get location and weather information from you, send it over here. But even after that weather event has passed or time event or whatever has passed, I've got the data. I can retarget to them, message to them. If I match up to an email, email them later on. 
uh, and that's going to be pretty powerful too. So, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Look at those two companies, Cloud Engage and Lytics. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm currently evaluating some of these sort of platforms right now, so I'll definitely check them out. Have you heard of uh, Dynamic Yield? I haven't worked with them, but I've yeah, heard so I'm, I'm talking to those guys too, and I think I might even bring on the CEO to talk a little bit about their platform on the podcast. You should. But um, it's something that I'm looking into that sounds kind of similar, but it's more for the dynamic experience on these customer-facing yeah. portals. So I, It's the only way people are going in a, in a room full of noise. Yeah. If somebody knows your name, mm-hmm. it's the only way you're going to get the message across. Yeah, and that's what mobile is. It's actual. It's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and that kind of wraps up the main segment here that I wanted to, to dig into some of the, the tactics and the takeaways. And and, um, and it was awesome to provide some resources there for us to check out in the show notes. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Join us next week for a conversation with Ariel Abila, where we dig into another perspective at Trunk Club looking much deeper into the operations and expansion that has allowed Trunk Club to scale into what it is today. And I'm always happy to be a resource in any way that I can. So visit EmergeMobileFirst.com to reach out to me directly or for additional insights, resources, and bonus tools that can help catapult your organization to the next level. Until next time, think mobile first.